is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! Welcome to episode 340 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. That's right, you get a bonus episode. If you're listening to this the day it drops, which is Thursday, January 12th, 2023, you get two episodes of the podcast this week. You might be asking yourself, why two episodes? The reason for that is because in addition to highlighting the feature as part of the upcoming Gulf Coast Filmmaker Showcase, I wanted to highlight those creatures out there, the documentary that we're going to be showing before the feature um, at the Gulf Coast Filmmaker Showcase. And I wanted to give the creators of The Nightlings, which is the film that the documentary is based on, I wanted to give them, in addition to those who worked on the documentary, the opportunity to come on the show and talk about their experience in working on the project. So from The Nightlings, you're going to hear from Mylon Smith and Ray Guillory. They're the creators of the film and you'll also hear from David Vanderlyke, who was the director of the documentary. And Chad Sanders will be back. Uh, he edited the documentary. So they'll be talking about their experience in making the film, how the documentary came about, and the experience uh, in making that as well. And it was really cool because, you know, growing up a fan of film, and I remember when DVDs really became prevalent, and we got bonus features, and you got to see featurettes and full documentaries about the making of films. And that's one of the things that got me into being fascinated with the filmmaking process. So I had a lot of fun watching the documentary. I'm excited to see the nightlings whenever it's done. And this was a great conversation to be a part of. So without further ado, here is my conversation about the nightlings and those creatures out there. here with the creators of the documentary as well as the creators of the film itself the nightlings first up we have uh, from the nightlings we have mylon smith mylon how are you sir oh good thank you fantastic fantastic absolutely we also have ray guillory ray how are you i'm doing pretty good how about yourself today doing fantastic excited to talk with you both about uh the making of the nightlings and we also have uh, the director and the editor of those creatures out there. We have David Vanderlyke. David, how are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. And Any returning evening? for the second time in a month on the show, and I know he's so happy about this, is Chad Sanders. Chad, how are you, my friend? Eric, it's so great to see you again. <laughs> it's been so long. I know it's been... Definitely, I definitely didn't text you 20 minutes ago about something completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> no, we... No, not at all. Nah. No. no, it's all professional with us. Yeah, all yeah, absolutely. So we're here to talk about uh, the documentary, those creatures out there, as well as the Nightlings film itself, because you can't have a documentary about a movie if you don't have the movie. So, uh, Ray, we'll, we'll start with you. Uh, what was the inception or what was the idea or how did the idea come about for the film The Nightlings? Well, me and Mila had been together making a um, little short skit. Uh, comedy skits at first that Mylon was writing and then I started coming up with uh, some dramatic skits 
and we were doing those and doing we decided to do a short film and i said you know what at our age we, we only have a certain amount of time we ought to make a feature film and Milan said no you're crazy I said, <laughs> yes, I said that. <laughs> I said, uh, no, come on, man. You know, we're not going to live forever. We're not getting any younger. Let's write something to make it. And so we started talking about what we could do, you know, what we could do with our skills, with our budget, with, you know, trying to make it here in, in our local area. And we started back and forth and we came up with this idea, the uh, Nightlings. And Mylon, I, I wanted to talk about a comment that you specifically made in the documentary where you said that you were against the idea of doing a feature film, but you eventually came around and you guys made the film. What was it that made you change your mind? So Ray gave that line, as you just said, we're not getting any younger. So in other words, you saying that we're old and I just thought about that for a day or two and I just like, you know, why not? It's, I look at it as a one-time thing and I don't know, just something just made me decide, let's just go ahead and do it. It'll be fun. And frankly, it has been, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of work as any movie is, but um, I've enjoyed it. So thank you, Ray, for the idea. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing we, I like to tell people too is, and it's a thing I've discovered is, is every day that goes by is one day less you have on this earth and you might as well go for it. And there is some truth in that because, you know, and I, you can even look at it with short films. You know, if you, you don't know if you can do it or if you'll be any good at it if you don't do it, you know, because there's so many people that talk about making a short film or making a feature film, but it's something completely different to actually do it. So I, I commend you both for, you know, cause I, and I know Chad can, can uh, back me up on this is that even a short film is a lot of work. So I can't even imagine doing a feature film. Well, we're still working yeah. on it. It's uh, been a year since we, we filmed the last scene and, you know, with um, editing and fine editing and getting to the sound and coloring, we're still working on it. Yeah. A uh, big part of the problem is we just don't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's our first, feature and it's there's so much involved and you know the amount of details and being that we're brand new to it, it it's been a pretty steep learning curve yeah i can imagine so so david how did the idea for the documentary about the nightlings come about well that's a really good question um and i was sitting here trying to think it seems to me that um Mylon had come by the hangar at, at some point um, er, early on in the process. I, I'm, I was trying to remember how exactly we met, but it seemed like you came by um, for for whatever. Um, if that's not the, the way it happened, I you know I apologize. But I just was aware that they were doing um, the nightlink. So I had so I, I knew about it, but I didn't know them at all and. Um, and it, and it wasn't something that was really um, in our wheelhouse. You know, we've done, you know, we do kind of social media sized uh, video bites for promotional work and stuff like that. We did do uh, a bunch of stuff for the museum, Naval Aviation Museum. And we did uh, uh, episodes of a 
of the show out, out at the museum. But um, I wanted to submit something to Pensacon and um, I didn't have anything. And so I got to um, kind of research in it. And it was a, it's a very narrow focus of themes that you can submit, you know, science fiction, uh, horror, uh, comic, you know, Marvel type stuff or pop culture is another one. Well, I didn't have any of that stuff going on either, but it occurred to me because documentary work is kind of in our wheelhouse. And um, I reached out to Mylon and I uh, asked him if he minded, uh, you know, if I, you know, came and shot some behind the scenes stuff while they were working. And um, he was all all for it. He said, come on out. They were doing a, a very early uh, rehearsal at the Gordon. And that was the first time I, you know, came to them and, and got some stuff. And then they were at, what's that place called? Eager Beaver? Or, uh, yeah, the Eager Beaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah out on uh, Longleaf. So that's where they, they were shooting some. So I went out and followed around. So I, I, I gathered up a bunch of, you know, behind the scenes uh, scroll, B-roll. And um, then I thought, well, you know, it'd be the way to, to work this piece is through the interviews. So uh, Mylon came in one day, we did a sit down interview. Uh, Ray came and did a sit down interview. And then, so we had all of that stuff and it sat. And you guys know how that is. You know, there's a lot of other life is going on uh, the whole time. And um, somewhere along in there is when I decided I needed to bring Chad in and help with the edits because it just wasn't going to necessarily get done anytime soon. And I wanted to be able to submit it to uh, to Pensacon. And that's so Chad uh, graciously uh, accepted the challenge and did a I, I thought he did an amazing job. We, you know, we worked on it a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, I, th I think it does the, I think it does the Nightlings justice. I think it gives enough tease there for people, you know, that when it does come out, they'll, you know, they'll be interested in seeing it uh, because there's, you know, been a, a little bit of buzz about, you know, the release of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we should... oh, go ahead, Ray. I said, we enjoyed the video. <laughs> we enjoyed the documentary. A lot. Aww. Glad to hear it. That's <laughs> impressive. So, Chad, yeah, I, wa yeah. I want to I get your perspective on this. So, David asked you to do the edit. What was your initial reaction? Like, were, were, had you ever worked on a documentary before this? Not really. I think I made a fake documentary um, at one point. Just and looking back, it's actually structured kind of the same way. It's like a combination of B-roll, but it really comes out through the interviews. Um, years ago, me and a friend went down to Disney World, and I don't even know where you can watch this, but it's called Can Two Bros Just Disney? It's a big question mark. And we just uh, shot a lot. Because you can film in Disney World. You just can't take anything with a detachable lens. You can take your GoPro and... Um, wasn't there? I believe there was a feature film that was shot at Disney World and no one knew about it. Escape from Tomorrowland or something along those lines. So we just kind of shoot dumb things that we thought were funny. Um, and then I padded it out with interviews that were shot pretty well uh, between me and Andrew. And we had our friend Terry be the fake journalist. Like he, he is asking questions and you hear him 
off camera asking questions, but it's totally loaded. Like it's all just pre-written to be dumb silliness. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but this is the first like legit doc. Um, and like Dave said, it, it, it all comes from those interviews um, where you kind of find the backbone of what you need to make and the story that the content is telling you to make of it. Because, you know, if you try to force into something that's not, then it's not going to work. Well, and the hard part for Chad was trying to find, because I used my uh, my cell phone for a lot, was trying to find good footage that didn't have my finger over the lens. <laughs> <laughs> or the gimbal. In the, the gimbal, yeah. Yeah. It found well, it its way into the shot. Yeah, but it was also, who else was shooting on that? So Benji shot on some stuff too, right? Um, it was, Marlon, it was, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the guy that did a lot of the other, it's in the credits, but I can't think of his oh, name. Uh, William Trotman did a lot That's of That's it, videos. yeah. Oh, he, he was on our movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was uh, yeah. AC on the feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he did a lot okay. of the, the, the uh, behind the scenes and he had the behind the scenes where he's talking. That's that's his stuff. But we yeah, used it. Thank and, you, William. <laughs> yeah, and I, I also liked the the on location, you know, like short little sound bites you'd get with like Shannon Williams or Don Hamill. And I, it was interesting watching the documentary because I felt like I knew pretty much everybody in the documentaries. I'm like, oh, I didn't know they were involved with the movie. Oh, I didn't know they were involved with it either. So that that was a, a really cool thing to see. And uh Ray, do you feel like the documentary captured because working behind the scenes of a film is such an interesting process because you have so many unique characters and personalities. Do you feel like the documentary really captured that? I think it did. And I think the, the, the best thing that it shows is not everything goes perfectly. There's a whole scene in there where it's just me and Mylan trying to figure out how to replace one cable. Mm-hmm. that nobody had <laughs> that one day and then, then how we had to we had to work around that and still get the footage still get the you know we had everybody on set we had to do it that day and how we had to work around that and that's what a lot of people you know it, it's it's not perfect nothing is ever perfect and that's one of the things that we learned is there's always something that's going to go wrong and it's like that, you know, most of the people who will tell you when you're doing it, make a plan, make a plan, make a plan. And when we do it again, we're going to make a plan to make a plan to make a plan and have a backup plan. <laughs> that's my that's my favorite quote from Mylon in the interview. No matter how much you plan, you probably need to plan some more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one of the things. My favorite quote from Mylon is uh, when he looks directly at the camera and says, it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> That's yeah. that's what made me really like. I'm like, okay, I I've been here. I get it. I I, I love the the long walking shot where he's explaining about the replacement cable. And I'm like, I've been there. I know what that walk is like. <laughs> yeah, who would who would think that nobody would have a HDMI to mini HDMI? <laughs> like nobody. <laughs> I, I I felt terrible that I didn't have one with me. I feel like it's well, always now- the the one thing that you don't have is what you need. Yeah, if you had it, you would have needed something else. That's just like, like if any of y'all ever worked in a restaurant, there's a thing like restaurant karma where if you overstaff for a busy weekend, you're going to be dead. But if you understaff people, that's when you get slammed. Like that's kind of what it is with filmmaking. Whatever it's you prepare for, 
Yeah, yeah, with prep, totally. I always told my boss, I said, if you want to be busy, I don't prep. <laughs> Mylon, I'll ask you the same thing that I asked Ray. Do you feel like the documentary accurately captured the environment behind the scenes of the Nightlings? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I should say, um, it made us look really good. So, <laughs> appreciate that, Chad. Oh, you're welcome. Well, there wasn't only the problems, but you could tell we were having a lot of fun doing it, too. Yeah. And everybody on set was having a lot, a great time doing it. And that's that's part of making the movies, too, is no matter how many problems that you have, it's always a great thing to do is fun. And everybody involved usually has a lot of fun. You know, we weren't Kubrick, so that makes me happy. But we were really lucky, too. The people we were working with. Were yeah, yeah there's a good cast. Yeah, great cast, great crew. Different Mylon. <laughs> what was that? I, I was making a joke. I said, except for Mylon, he was a pain in the ass. <laughs> I was stressing a lot. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So maybe I was. No, you, you were fine, Mylon. Thank you. As long as you, you don't let the stress anything. get to you, that that's the important Art thing. Not let it, though, because, you know, for people who don't know, movies, you, you get a lot of people together and you can't keep them forever. So you have a certain limited amount of time. And if something goes wrong, you have to crush all that into whatever you have left. And that's not fun. Like that day where we had the uh, the cable issue. So we had to find a way to like work around it and, and make up what the time we lost. So yeah. it makes very bad days. It's like you said with, you know, planning to make a plan to make a plan. And then there's those times where you just take the plan and just rip it all up and you're like okay well i've got to come up with a new one you got to be really quick on your feet because things will go wrong and you have to be willing to be very um flexible that is very true and that's people don't get that about filmmaking too is you know they assume that it's just this you know simple process like oh it's easy to make a movie but it's it's really not no <laughs> it's there's so it's, many inputs there you know, is locations uh, catering you got your director, you got your uh, actors, uh, but it's a lot more than like, say, a simple play, which is much simpler. There, there's so many things going on for so long that anything can go wrong. And if one thing goes wrong, it's like a domino effect. No, well, yeah, you're right. right. The 14 well, hour day, you. you've been doing it for 14 hours that day and you're at the end of it. It's 10 o'clock at night. You've been there since five in the morning and just one thing doesn't work. You keep doing it, and you're like, oh, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, but you're just so aggravated and tired by that point that nothing is ever going to work. <laughs> it's <laughs> like you have to just decide, oh, this is what we're doing. And that's the tough thing as the director is, you know, you're ultimately the one that has to make the decision, and it's not easy, and you're not going to make everybody happy, but you got to do what's best for the project. And, you know, Chad knows this too. When we were filming the feature, we were running – pretty far behind on our second day and we had to make the decision do we power through it or do we push the remaining scenes back and do a third day and we made the decision to do a third day and that wound up being the best thing that could have happened it's a scary decision to make but yeah. you, you got to do it yeah, yeah. and when you have people scheduling everything and that's the hard part too it's like hey we got to do another day can we get everybody back in no you're absolutely right uh, Ray, let me ask you this. What was the biggest lesson that you learned uh, making the Nightlings? Is the check and then recheck. 
because when you think uh, you know you got the camera pointed and you go to hit uh, start on record and you go back and look and you're like oh you know what I think I tapped it just a little bit and it's always like you got to check that you got to recheck yourself and recheck yourself and it's always good to have somebody else check it and that's the biggest thing that I learned is is always make sure that you're you know you you're checking what you're doing and then double checking it and maybe have somebody else check it because at the end of the day when you go back and like us, we didn't have somebody on set. We, we were really limited on budget. We didn't have somebody on set to check our footage as we were going. So when you get back and you're like, oh, you know what? This was not quite what I thought it was. But, but then you have to, you know, a bunch of different takes. But it's always best to make sure that you're checking what you have as you go along so that you're not finding later on that you have to redo something. Is check yourself, have somebody else check. You know, we were doing this movie, me and Mylon were doing a like five different jobs a piece. Yeah. So it, it made it real hard to go through the day. You know, you're setting up the lights, you're setting up the camera, you're setting up the shot, you're setting up catering, <laughs> you're directing the actors, all this stuff all at one time. And it's very hard. And it's always nice to have somebody, you know, check, recheck and uh, have somebody check after you so that at the end of the day, you have it right. Ultimately, what Ray is saying, it goes right back to the fact that this is a small budget. We don't have, we can't afford to hire extra people. Um, as he said, you know, you have somebody checking your stuff as you go along. If you're on a big budget, you know, something 10, 20, 30, 40 million or, or more. I mean, the Marvel movies are all like well over 100 million, but we're like under $20,000. And so that means it's pretty much him and me. Uh, you know, so much of it falls on our shoulders. I mean, luckily, we work really well together, and that helps a lot. But when when you're when you're doing independent, you know, small budget, it is sort of um, what's the best way to put it? You're you're sort of um, winging it a lot of times, and hoping you're making the right decisions. That's true, Milan. What was the biggest lesson you learned from making the Nightlings? Hmm what I mentioned earlier, flexibility, you got to be super flexible when you're shooting. Yeah. Do a lot of prep work. Make sure you got a really good script. You know, uh, I'm a big believer in, in rehearsals, but when you, you're getting there, be willing to be, be willing to be incredibly, incredibly flexible because things can go in the wrong direction, not just with um, say, you know, cables, but, let's say a scene just isn't working and that sometimes happens or, you know, what if the location is exactly what you're hoping for? Well, how do you fix that? You got to think on the fly because you don't really have time to, to step back and, and look at it. No, that's true. Uh, David, what was the biggest lesson you learned through making this documentary? I'm not, I'm not real sure um, that I actually learned a lesson so much as I just, I gained a lot of experience from watching them work. Um, I mean, my my part was, you know, pretty simple. I just, you know, follow around. I try to look for a good opportunity, like to walk to the car kind of thing. I thought that was a, um, a, a you know, a kind of neat look. But I did. There's I, there's no basis for that. I mean, I don't have any experience uh, doing that kind of stuff. I, I in fact have somewhat limited uh, camera experience all together and uh you know i've learned a lot in the last couple of years um 
I tend to rely on other people with those skills as much as I can. But um, I think just watching, you know, watching them work uh, uh, was a neat experience for me. And, um, uh, you know, learning learning from their experience is, uh, is, is an important aspect of it too. Just like I said, my favorite quote from, from Mylan was the, probably need to plan more <laughs> i think that's great advice and i mean that works in in all of the you know all of the stuff that we do would you say that doing something like this is something you want to do again or maybe do more documentaries of of locally made films um yeah you know it's a um it's a fine line you got to you know worry about paying the bills so yeah this stuff is fun and it's cool and on some level you can gain some measure of recognition you know such as this uh pensacon thing but same time you have to be involved in other projects that actually you know work for the for the business so right uh, and i did get those are cool huh <laughs> I did want to mention uh, that the documentary did get selected uh, for the Pensacon Short Film Festival. So, you know, big congratulations to to all you guys for that because that that's a that's a big accomplishment. You know, Pensacon's had some really great shorts over the last several years. So, you guys get to be a part of that list. Well, that was it. I mean, we submitted back in August, I guess. So we had to wait um, until December to you know, before we, uh, you know, even found out. We actually dropped it in uh, Avalonia Film Festival, which is over in Jacksonville. And um, it actually won an award over there. I don't know if you guys were aware of that or not. Um, so, and, and I don't know anything about Avalonia, but, you know, you get in that film freeway <laughs> rabbit hole. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so... Um, you know, so we dropped it in there. I mean, to me, that was a good signal that it didn't get just tossed, you know, uh, right away. So uh, we're optimistic. I, I don't know what the competition is, but, uh, you know, I'm happy. And, and Ray uh, made a point out of this in his interview about the whole Northwest Florida aspect, the local aspect of it, you know, this, you know, um, Films are submitted to Pensacon from all over the place. So uh, we felt like, all right, well, it's important that uh, somebody local, you know, is is in the mix. So, Absolutely. Uh, Chad, what about you? What was the biggest thing you learned through through editing the documentary? It's kind of like writing. Um, if you're stuck, just give it time. Um, it took a while from when I first started getting footage from Dave to like kind of have something kind of finished. And that's just because I had to like find the story. It's all there. And if you just look at it, it seems like, oh yeah, that's what you do. You you know, it's it's these two men making a feature out of their own pocket. You know, they're doing it the most, you know, indie way they possibly can through like sheer grit and grime. Uh, they're part of a small community that's very specific to this area so it helps to highlight that because I assume it would play here a lot but it also helps to 
just kind of share our our fun little community with other people in places like Jacksonville or wherever we may else we may submit the film. And it's also, you know, it's gotta make the movie look good. For so, sure. And that all was things I had to figure out by kind of just looking at footage for a while. And yeah, I didn't just, I didn't really give Chad a whole lot of um direction on that. You know, I I felt yeah. like he had the skills, he's got the experience to look at the footage and see where, you know, the story is going to take him. Um, we, we talked about really after the fact, really kind of minor, uh, minor change things that, you know, and that was, you know, basically the way it went. Well, I think Chad yeah. did a really good job also because people may not realize this, but when it comes to the editing process of film, and even documentaries, it's like putting a puzzle together. You've got to find the right pieces and have them connect in the right way. And I, I, was I thought, about to say that. yeah, you you did a really good job of putting a cohesive story, <laughs> of putting a cohesive story together. Yeah, it, um, it's funny because it's literally like it's like a puzzle in the the metaphorical sense, but it's also like a puzzle. And I just like to dump a bunch of footage in a sequence in Premiere and move it around and see how it looks and play with it that way and try to think of it abstractly enough that if it's two different types of, you know, if, if, if someone shot an early morning scene like this, and then we got a rehearsal scene at night in a, in a indoors, it's going to look different. So try to transcend how it's not looking connected, but that kind of also adds to it being like a documentary. Um, but just and just trying to see what looks good next to each other uh and have these i know it looks like the interview are just like little droplets but if you look at my editing it's just it's mostly interview footage as like the basis for everything and then there's cuts in between and then i leave spaces for things that are dialogue on set and then the trailer yeah might as well throw it at the end yeah yeah i i thought it made a great ending to the documentary so uh, the only yeah. one I had. Sometimes the best option is the only option. Pretty much. So as uh, we start to wrap up here, uh, Ray, what's next for you? Do you have any other um, ideas for projects in mind? Once I know you guys are still working on the Nightlings, but do you guys have anything else in the works? Uh, we are still working on the Nightlings. Um, I did a, a short uh, about a year before we did this one, and... It, it, I, I really liked it. Um, a couple other people really liked it, but it was not technically uh, the best. Um, so I, I showed it to a couple of different people and they really think I should reshoot it. So I'm hoping to work on that. You know, we're also, me and Mylon are talking about a sequel once we get this one done, uh, writing that, um, getting onto it, maybe to a sequel. Um, some other things like that. You know, one of the things is, is, this is one of the reasons this has taken so long is because I decided to run for school board here. <laughs> and um, that put us off a little bit on our on our editing. Um, but in the future, I'm staying out of politics, so I have more time to actually do this. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, Mylon, what about you? Yes. Actually, Ray came up with the idea for actually a prequel rather than a sequel. And the same thing with the, happened as happened with the Nightlings. I said we really shouldn't do that. 
and eventually I came around to that way of thinking too. So we are hoping to uh, possibly work on a on a prequel as soon as um, Nightlings is in the can. See, that's a good thing between me and Mylan's partnership. I can come up with ideas that I can't write down. And Mylan takes them and makes the dialogue and puts the scenes together, you know, after I go, hey, I have this idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, why it's good to have a writing partner. That's where yeah. it starts. It is. Yeah. I don't have the discipline to write 90 pages. <laughs> yeah. Well, it really works well with um, Ray and I. We, we It was sort of like playing hot potato when we did the Nightlings, you know. He threw an idea, I took it, and I added something and threw it back to him, and we sort of grew it. Uh, actually, what this got started was a, um, it was a contest. It had to be four minutes or under, a little short. And if, it, if they liked what you did, they might give you the funding to do an actual movie. Movie, that's right. And unfortunately, what happened was... Um, COVID. <laughs> no, Sally. Was it was Sally, wasn't it? Oh, the hurricane, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Ray was completely out of power for like what ten days or eight days or something? Uh, uh out of power for five days and no internet for fifteen. Yeah. So long story short, we missed the deadline, but we decided to keep pressing forward. So we did a, a second short based on this so i guess you would call it a proof of concept so we did two of these little shorts and then we started working on the uh the the, the feature as a whole gotcha uh david what about you tell everybody about hellcat productions um our big project that that, that we're working on right now ben and i started uh a uh almost a kind of a variety show kind of thing it was called hellcat hangar sea stories and it's got kind of two themes, the maritime theme and the aviation theme. Ben's a merchant mariner, I'm a pilot. And so um, we're getting stories from, uh, for the most part, local um, folks. Uh, we started out with a kind of the Top Gun theme because that was pretty popular uh, last year. And we have so many of those folks in town that are either grads or instructors or whatever. So, um, you know, it's just a kind of a collection. It's a 30 minute show. We just finished the, the first round of the pilot episode and, um, we've got some, you know, cleanup to do on that. And then, uh, we're going to probably kind of shop it around a little bit, try to see if we can get, get some sponsorship, uh, and make it a regular, thing we'll see everybody's got a dream right absolutely chad what about you well He's I'm us. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah yeah i uh I'm, I'm helping them on that uh i did some editing for that uh some fantastic interviews um with dr judy benz and dr della scott ireton about like the history of the port of pensacola and the history of shipwrecks and just learning about like our commerce and uh, naval history through like almost a geographical sense because of how deep our bay is, which is like unlike any other bay on the coast, um, was just fascinating to learn about, much less, you know, edit. And I'm happy to see where it goes. Uh, but uh, as far as short term, um, I don't know if you know this, Derek, I've this little movie uh, called The Feature. 
that's having Heard of January first. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you like it. Um, start up your alley. Uh, yeah, so we have that premiere, man, and we're just trying to you know get tickets for it, get people out to see it. Uh, I was working on a script today for something I plan to shoot in about probably three or four months, um, and just getting back into any content I can think of making. I took a lot of time off in 2022 of my own personal stuff to try to focus more on work and I'm starting to wonder if that was the best idea. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm looking to still pursue a lot more like personal business goals while also like taking time for myself and to make something because I'm it just kind of fulfills me more. Yeah, finding that balance is really tough, but it's good that, you know, I think everybody should at least attempt it because, you know, you can get too immersed in work. You can get too immersed in passion projects or whatever the case may be. So, no, it's good to have balance. But, guys, thank you so much for this awesome look, you know, behind the scenes at the Nightlings as well as those creatures out there, the documentary about making the Nightlings. And look forward to uh, seeing it on January 21st at the premiere. And thank you guys so much for taking the time. Thanks again to Chad, David, Mylon, and Ray for coming on the show to talk about the Nightlings and those creatures out there. Really excited to see the documentary as part of the Gulf Coast Filmmakers Showcase Double Feature, which will be next Saturday, January 21st, inside the home clubhouse of Blue Wahoo Stadium. Tickets are $10. You can head over to facebook.com slash thefeaturemovie. Find the event page for the Filmmakers Showcase. You can find the link for tickets on that event page for Monday's podcast. We'll be back at our regularly scheduled time. We'll be having our final look at the making of the feature with the three remaining cast members, Rob Eubanks, Leah, Christine Johnson, and Thomas Carter, Rochester. Jeremy branch will also be returning in the guest host seat. I'll be on the show as well. And we'll be talking about their time in making the film and a little bit of their acting background as well. Really fascinating episode. Hopefully you guys come back and check out that fun conversation. But until then, you can check out past episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Special episodes are also on YouTube. To find everything Derek Diamond Experience related, just head over to linktree.com slash Podcast. You can find the social media where you can subscribe to the show. YouTube, all that stuff is all at linktree.com slash Podcast. And if you could, please leave a review. Uh, the more reviews I get for this show, the more visible that the show becomes to the podcasting public. Uh, it becomes more prevalent uh, the more reviews you get when people are searching for new podcasts. So it just takes a couple of moments to do. So if you could just leave a review, I would very much appreciate that. So that's going to do it for this week's show. And we'll see you guys back here on Monday for another episode of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. <laughs>